this world that's filled with so much noise and information, how do we really stand out and be who we were really meant to be? In this podcast, we focus on injecting you with positivity, optimism, and strategies all centered around helping you be who you were always meant to be in business and life. Be inspired to show up in your own skin to learn strategies, habits, and skills from others as we share our own life journeys and stories. There's no other you, and you know yourself better than anyone else. So be prepared to take away habitual tidbits, tactics that will encourage you to pursue and live your life, not the one others want you to live. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, where you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be you. Welcome to Stand Out Be You, Tequila here, and I am here with a guest. I'm excited for you to hear from her. She is helping individuals grow their positive potential by gaining clarity, confidence, and a focus planned for success. She calls herself the Brick Wall Coach. I have Pamela Leverance here with me. Pamela, please fill in any gaps that we've left out and tell us what a brick wall coach is. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here with you today, Tequila. And the brick wall coach is actually something that was born just about a year ago uh, in January of 2017. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, and I will go back to the very beginning, I was an elected tax collector in my town for 12 years, and I went on vacation, and while I was on vacation, I did a lot of soul searching, and I decided that I didn't want to work outside of the house anymore. I wanted to bring it back home, Mm -hmm. free up my time, so I opened up a bookkeeping business, because at the time, that's what I thought you could do online. Soon after I started working with clients, I found out, oh, you could do so much more. So I became an online business manager. And basically, I was helping business owners with their tasks, their projects, their team members, any kind of management that they needed. Then I found out there was even another piece of that puzzle missing, and that's where the Brick Wall Coach was born. Mm -hmm. I decided that I was going to hone in a little bit on the uh, mentoring piece of that. So now I work as a mentor. I call myself a clarity and confidence mentor because basically that's what we work on. That's the bottom line. And then from there, I work on uh, vision boards, goal setting, and time management with people. Awesome, awesome. And let me ask you, are you working primarily with, is it creatives, entrepreneurs, or is it individuals that are just needing to get started? What client or person do you work with? Well, that's a great question because when I began doing this, I worked primarily with people in the financial field because that's what I knew. And most of them were either solopreneurs or small business owners with, you know, maybe five or six employees under them. But what I have found is that there's a wider need out there. So I have worked with two facets, actually. I work with startup people, solopreneurs just opening their doors or getting ready to open their doors. And then I work with business owners that have been around for a while, but have kind of lost sight of what their actual goals are. Okay. And let's go back to when you said that you were soul searching and 
it caused you to actually shift everything. What exactly happened in that time period when you were soul searching? (laughs) Well, I will tell you, my husband and I, we took a three-week vacation, which in my world never happened. And I just said to him, let's go on a road trip. So what we did for two of the weeks is we rented a beach house in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. And while we were on vacation, it rained every single day. So there was a lot of thinking going on during those rainy days. And I had really always had this in the back of my mind that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to own my own business. My parents had owned their own business. I had two brothers who owned a business and I had a sister who owned their own business. So I kind of had that in my blood and I had been thinking about it for probably 20 years. But that same period of time, my kids were growing up. So it it wasn't anything that was a doable thing for me. So while I was on vacation, I decided, you know what? My kids are older. It's the time of my life where I need to make a change and I'm going to do it. So I just woke up one day, went down to the kitchen and I said to my husband, would you support me if I decided to quit my full-time job and take this? I was doing bookkeeping on the side for, you know, Uh, one person and took it full time. And he's like, yeah, I'm right behind you. You do whatever makes you happy. So (laughs) I love that. And tell me, was it difficult when you first started? Because I know a little bit before we hopped on the call, we were talking about a little bit of how the internet has made the world smaller, but yet it's still gigantic once you're out there. But did you find it difficult to really start not from a brick mortar standpoint, but more so from an online standpoint? Yeah, definitely. And I will tell you in the beginning, I almost got discouraged. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you why. I thought it was my age. I'm proud to say that I'm 51 years old. And when I started this, I thought, gee, maybe I'm just missing something here. Like, I understood the social media aspect of it, but I Mm -hmm. never imagined that it was so widespread. So in order to hone down on one little part of it, it was very hard to focus in the beginning. It was shiny object syndrome all over the place. Oh, I could (laughs) try that. Oh, let me try that. (laughs) Yes. Listeners, you didn't get to um, hear this part of it, but I was telling Pamela, but that was one of the reasons for underlying layers for Standout BU is because it is a big internet world out there. However, if you really know who you are and what you're about and what you want to do, it's a lot easier. Would you not agree, Pamela? Absolutely. And you just have to bring that focus back to who you are and why you started this, what it is that you really want. And once that kicked in with me, it was very good. But you also have to pick and choose your social media platforms. You obviously can't be be all over the place. And you know, I I heard you mention a little bit about the age 
And that's one of the things that I speak with individuals about is because they do think this is the end. I've already passed up all my opportunities. But I tell you, I think within the Internet, it is wide open and you can create your own economy and have it be set up the way that you would like. And a oh, yes. lot of times we have, because I say I'm, I'm 42 now, that we have a lot more experience in us that we actually can transition. Do you yes. find yourself that you're transitioning a lot of the things that you had or skills you had before in, inside of the online arena? Yes, definitely. Like I said, I was a tax collector, which is mm -hmm. just a revenue collector, some states call it, for 12 years. But prior to that, I worked in the healthcare field mm -hmm. as an administrator. And then I worked in a school system for a while doing some management. So I kind of took all of that and with my educational background, just mixed it all up, put it on a, literally on a pad of paper and sat there and said, what exactly do I have that's relatable skills to what I can do online? You know, once I found out that this online world was so much more than just bookkeeping, which I'm not knocking bookkeeping because, I mean, I've done it for years and we all do our own bookkeeping in one way or another yes. with our checking accounts. <laughs> exactly. That's why that was my minor in school and not mm -hmm. my main focus because mm -hmm. I just didn't picture myself sitting there doing it all day long. And I quickly saw that there was so much more than that I could do. And your business is primarily virtual, correct? Yes. I would say 95% of it is virtual. And the other 5% you're the testing The other 5%, yes. I'm testing out. It's something that I just, actually, I was approached about, oh, I don't know, three months ago um, by a local small business to see if I would be interested in putting a workshop on for their employees. So we talked a little bit, and basically I took my 90-day boot camp and made it into a quick three-hour workshop, and I took that out to them. And uh, since then, I have been asked to do it, I don't know, five, six, seven more times. So awesome. I don't know if that's something that I want to do because I kind of really like the virtual, but in another way, it's nice to get out and face-to-face -face with people as well. And it's exactly. small group. Outside of the virtual, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> there are real people that we can There touch. are real people. <laughs> So tell me about the, you said the 90 day, so that part is virtual, right? The 90 day boot camp. So are you yes. taking someone? Is it, it, does it consist of beginners or individuals who have already kind of started their business? A uh, 90 day boot camp is geared towards startups. Okay. It's geared towards someone who either has never owned a business before or is breaking out into a, you know, a brand new business that they're starting. And it's broken up into different sections. And basically, we covered the goal setting and the time management. And of course, my biggest piece, which is mindset, because that's really where it all lies. And that's why I love my claim to fame, I tell everybody, is my vision boards. Because if you haven't made a vision board and you're a business owner, you need to make one. <laughs> Absolutely. You see mine back there. Yeah. <laughs> And tell me, where do you see all of this going? Right now, you're impacting your community, you're impacting the society. I say society because when you're online, you're able to touch so many all over the world. Where do you see it going? Well, 
That is a wonderful question because I will tell you when I started the mentoring piece of this Mm -hmm. business management in January of 2017, so it's been just about a year, I started by myself. You know, it was just me, a one-man show, and I quickly learned there was no way that I could get this all done myself. Since then, I have hired two virtual assistants to help me out with various parts of my business, and I have a third one coming on board in January. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say that within the next five years, I would really like to see me being able to do more one-on-one with people and maybe having some of the group things led by some of my assistants, especially the one that I've had around pretty much since the beginning to help me. What's been the hardest part for you with getting started, Pamela? That's a good question. Um, Probably I had a business plan, Mm -hmm. but what my business plan was on paper wasn't working out to what I wanted it to be when I transferred it to the online world. So I think it was just the whole, (laughs) I have to go back to that again, because really, because I didn't know everything there was to know, not that I do now either. Um, Like you said, it's a huge, expansive world out there. That was probably the biggest hurdle for me to get over. You know, what group should I be in? What people should I be aligning myself with? What podcast should I be listening to? I'm good at reading books. I'm good at putting things down on paper. But when it came to virtual, that was a big hurdle. I know. And it's so interesting. Like when you plan it, it, and if you start looking at anything online, it can really shift and evolve your idea in a totally different direction, right? <laughs> yes. And we don't, I, I oh, believe me, I probably spun my wheels for the first three months of trying to break into this because, you know, it was a constant shiny object syndrome of, I want to do what they're doing. Wait a minute, I could offer that. No, I can make that. And I just kept going down all these different little rabbit holes until finally I just, you know, I had to literally take, I took a long weekend. I just, I got out of my house, away from my office and thought, what do you really want to do? You need to focus. (laughs) Unplug. That is what you have to do is unplug. It's like I took two weeks out of it, and it's amazing how your brain and your ideas can start coming together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's funny because there's a little bit of a relatable story in there. My daughter and her kid, her husband, and we usually go on vacation together every year. So we're getting ready to go on vacation, let's say July. And my oldest granddaughter says to me, oh, grandma, will you be bringing your laptop? And I instantly thought (laughs) she wants to watch videos on the way up to, uh, we were going to New Hampshire. And I said, of course, grandma's bringing your laptop. And she said, well, I just want to let you know, it would be okay if you worked after we went to bed or before we got up in the morning, but this is going to be a vacation and we're supposed to be enjoying each other's (laughs) company. And I thought, oh my goodness, see, I'm doing something wrong here. (laughs) Exactly. And I did. I ended up writing a blog about it. I ended up taking that laptop and literally putting it on the side. And I did open it a couple times when they were in bed just to catch up on emails or something, but no, I 
really needed to unplug. She taught me that. I think it's the thing is that we can carry our work anywhere with us. So you're like, just let me check on this. But it's boundaries. You have to set the boundaries and say, Absolutely. Okay, no. Absolutely. I tell people that all the time because I had to set a boundary for myself, which was unplugging from all electronics as of 8 p.m. every day. I don't care what it is. And people will say to me, but what if somebody calls you? I'm like, they can wait till tomorrow. <laughs> nope, true. no computers, no phones, nothing. I mean, it's time to watch TV or to read or to have a date night with my husband, whatever exactly. it is. Just me time, just having yes. that me time. Yes. So Pamela, if individuals, the listeners, wanted to connect with you and they want to find out more about you and what you have to offer, where can they find more information? They can find more information at brickwallcoach.com. Everyone, I will link everything about Pamela in the show notes for you to actually go and check that out. And Pamela, this next part of the episode, I like to go into what I call personality questions. So what we okay. do is we find out a little bit more about you. Okay. My first question is, if you could go back and speak to your 10-year-old self, what would you tell yourself about life? Oh, my goodness. What would I tell my 10-year-old self? I would probably tell little Pam that she needed to study. <laughs> she needed to study and put her <laughs> nose to the grindstone. <laughs> and if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be and why? I would be a cat because I will tell you, I have a dog and two cats right now. And I have had yes. various animals with my five kids over the years. And mm -hmm. a cat's life to me, I love it. They get yeah. to curl up in a sunny spot and just lay there and relax. Awesome. I want to be a cat. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Where are you located now? Tell us the audience. I am located in Connecticut. Okay. I have lived so in Connecticut my entire life. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Because this goes with the next question. So what's the furthest city that you've traveled to from your birth city? Uh, the furthest city, San Francisco, California. I love San Francisco. Beautiful yeah. city. We took a road trip last year. I had a, a business conference in California, actually. Mm -hmm. And I just invented this thing. It pops into my mind sometimes. And I said to my husband, how about if we fly to California and rent something and drive back cross country on an adventure? And he yes. said, I'm in. So awesome. that's what we did. <laughs> that's on our next bucket list once getting back into the United States is to travel all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast. And we want to visit a lot of the parks and everything. With that. That's what we did. And it was um, the, um, the state parks, federal parks anniversary last year. So we did the Southern route back and we stopped at a lot of different parks and it was cool. wonderful. I got to finally see the Grand Canyon. That was like on my bucket beautiful, list. <laughs> beautiful. And my final question is, what is the story behind your name? Oh my. <laughs> well, let's just say my maiden name is Johnson. So <laughs> when I got married, I did take my husband's last name and it is um, German. It's actually a German surname. Mm-hmm. 
And those listeners that can see it, I was like, okay, I would definitely have butchered your name because it's spelled with a W, but we're sounding like a V, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. And a lot of people will say Lawrence or uh -huh. Lawrence, but if, if only I could put a V there instead of a W. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, Pamela, it's been absolutely a pleasure to have you on the show to hear more about your story, what you're doing out here. We're excited to hear what's to come. And do you have any final words for the listeners that are here today? I think my final words are, I will let you know that I absolutely welcome coffee chats. That's one of my biggest things. I just love to network and connect with other business owners. So even if you're not looking for a mentor, by all means, just contact me and I would love to connect with you. There you have it. You know what? Why don't you pull up and grab a cup of coffee with Pamela and she will chat with you. As always, listeners, remember to stand out, be you, and that you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you. If you have a story that you're wanting to share and you are impacting the world, we want to hear it. Go to tequiladaughter.com to apply to be on the show. Until next time, chat soon. <laughs>